You know, see something. If you're gonna try, if you're gonna get market research, you kind of got to pay attention to yeah. it, right? Yeah. Don't just think your American counterparts are just making stuff oh, up. Like, no, they want it to succeed as much as you do. You're a liar. That's why when people come up to me and say, you know that that Nerdburger podcast, that sure is a piece of crap. I don't believe them. Of course not. I know we are much better than that. We are crap-ish, but not a piece of crap. <laughs> crap adjacent <laughs> we're in the room with crap but we're not actually the crap <laughs> so we end up stinking like it smell like crap kind of we have to constantly wash our clothes so that we don't bottoms, bottoms smell. of our shoes yeah, yeah. episode two 13. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy drinking orange juice. Minute Made. Minute Made Orange, orange juice. juice. Minute Made, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> I am enjoying a delicious mm. Minute Made Orange Juice product. It's, it's the single serving bottle. Okay. Tr- trying to get in with, has doesn't Coke own Minute Made right now? I don't know. Does it? I know that say anything on here. Not sure. Uh, Looking for like a little tiny Coca Cola. I, I I know they own one of the juice companies. I just can't remember. If it was yeah, they're all not. in bed with everybody else. It's a joke on Thirty Rock about how Halliburton owns owns everything, and all the all the liberal characters are ticked off. Well, I'll just buy blah from now on. Oh no, Halliburton. Liz is buying too. this this like you know supposedly you know. I don't know. Like, it's like, you know, small company, cool people, hipster, blah, 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 making this stuff. It's like, and this company is owned by this, which is owned by this, which is owned by Halliburton. It's <laughs> just like, no! <laughs> Halliburton! Yeah. So it sounds like we have a Josh here. Maybe we should... Introduce him. Hey, Josh. So, hey, Craig. You swung by again. Maybe talk video games a little bit. A little bit. Maybe talk a little Momocon? Probably. Probably. (laughs) That sounds like a yes. (laughs) What are you drinking who should sponsor the show? Uh, Uh, Nothing. Yeah, (laughs) nothing in front of me right now. (laughs) I have my usual Diet N.W. Root Beer. Mm, Who makes this? With aged vanilla. Yes, with aged vanilla. Uh, uh... That's okay. It's not that important. (laughs) How's everything, Josh? You've got Momocon coming. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Correct. Yeah. Because you're one of those Momocon nuts. Yep. Volunteered for him since I think 2013 was my first year. First year of Nerdburger. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You've been Momoconing as as long as we've been Nerdburger casting. Yeah. Yeah, 2013 was the year one of my friends became their head of guest relations, and he was desperately looking for people he could trust. So, and so. he got a sucker. Yeah, pretty much. But you do you do it every year. So I, you, I do you enjoy, must enjoy it. Yeah, it, so that's cool. Yeah, and and my friend Chris has moved on to other departments, but his uh, his second that's been there uh, since I started is now the head of that department. Good, good. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Mike, how are you? Fine. How are okay, you? I'm fine. Here we go. Everyone's fine. <laughs> Leave us alone. We're all fine. <laughs> What's news, Mike? Celebrity death news. Because okay. this keeps happening. Yes, at the ripe old age of 95, Dorothy Hofert Letterman Mengering has passed away. Okay. AKA Dave's mom. Okay. David Letterman's mother, who was gotcha. on his show. Who would she be was, on the show? She was a Winter Olympic correspondent <laughs> and would also um, call up uh, over the video connection on Thanksgiving and try to get Dave to guess which pies she made, and he always guessed wrong. <laughs> Gee, so, I wonder yeah. if that was a shtick that they had planned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wrote a cookbook with Dave. Oh. Uh, uh, something like uh, Cooking with Dave's Mom or something like that. that yeah. So, and then the very next day, uh, David Letterman turned seventy. Happy birthday, Dave! Oh, <laughs> home yeah, cooking I, with Dave's mom. Yeah. It's called. I couldn't remember. I knew April twelfth was his birthday, but I I was thinking, how old is he? I 
I think he's 70. Is he 70 today? And I went and I Googled it, and it was like David Letterman's mom died yesterday. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's too bad. But it looked like, uh, according to, there is a uh, obituary that Dave and his two sisters, older and younger, hmm, Dave's a middle child. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the three children wrote the obituary, and it's very good, and we'll link to it. And uh, apparently, um, yeah, Dave and his... Millions and millions of TV dollars kept kept her well taken care of. Oh, sure. She, she had a uh, a a ent- solid gold Rolls Royce, an entourage of like a dozen caretakers. Oh, and uh, were they were were they robots? Was there anything really cool about them? Mm, no, I don't think They're so. Just 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 regular people, just boring flesh and blood caretakers. Yeah, blah blah flesh and blood human beings. Black. Oh. How mundane. Yeah. I think I think technically Hollywood elite. <laughs> <laughs> like East Coast elite in his case. I can't find it in here now, but I th- I think technically heart failure, but she was ninety five, so that's old age. Yeah. <laughs> if if you die of anything other than getting uh struck by lightning while asleep indoors inside a Faraday cage. <laughs> or falling in a volcano. Right. <laughs> getting gored by a bull. You've you've died. Anything really noteworthy. Right. Yeah. Or or that's com- that age. completely out of your control yeah you're, you've died of old age you might as well just call the it first thing i thought well, of for was, years and years that's what they called it right they never really got into the specifics of okay what organ broke down right which is what it usually comes down to the first thing i thought of was like if you if you uh got crushed by a falling piano on the yeah. sidewalk but <laughs> looney tunes but maybe your hearing's not so good you could you might have heard it Coming down sooner, maybe you're you've got, you've got the arthritis, or you're on a walker. You couldn't have gotten getting, gotten out of way fast enough. So technically, you did die of old age. Maybe you saw the piano fall, and you, you were, and you, and you were and younger, you, and you tried to get moving, but your heart is so, is not very good, so you couldn't get the energy up and rolling quickly. <laughs> Hang on, let me. You take, just couldn't get out of the I way my, fast enough. I need my asthma medicine. <laughs> he was hit by a piano, but the <laughs> cause of death is listed as old age. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. Everybody on the street saw the piano falling. A younger and more spry person would have gotten out of the way. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I want. (laughs) I want to go out in some horrendously weird way. Isn't that what we all? Isn't that what we all want? Right, but have it have it be ultimately because you you were old and slow. I I couldn't walk fast, Uh or my reaction time was slower because of my age. And then they just listed as old age. Craig Campbell fell into a volcano. Cause of death? Old age. Old age. Because ultimately, (laughs) he just wasn't as steady. Craig Campbell got hit by a river of lava. It's as slow as it was, he just couldn't get away in time. With my walker, I'm just... Outrun on his walker. Get get out. (laughs) Have the liquid hot magma. (laughs) Um, Catch up to me. (laughs) That's sad. Anyway, yeah. Oh, what else do we got here? There's a rumor flying around. I bring this up with Josh here because you're a D&D player. Rumor Willis? Yeah. No. Did she get her pilot's she, license? Yes. Um, but also, um, you know who Joe Manginello is? Vaguely. I've... Really super duper hunky guy. He was in True Blood. He played Elsie. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the werewolf. Elsie the werewolf. Was, and was he's, he, he's in, he was in Magic to, Mike. Was he a... engaged to be married to the... Sophia Vergara? Yes. Okay. He, and I remember this happening, a few weeks back, I heard um, somebody on my Facebook feed, one of my Facebook friends who works for Wizards of the Coast, talked about like meeting Joe Joe Manginella. He came in to Wizards of the Coast, and they recorded a podcast, and he was there for a part of a day or a day or something like that. What connection does he have with the D&D? Well, he's a D&D player. Oh, he is. And he has supposedly, he's talking about it now. He's written a script. And they want to try to make this be the D and D movie, and the rumor is that it's Dragonlance Chronicles. Might be a wild rumor. If there's if there is a book series in D and D, Mike, for your information, yeah, for was, some please, other listeners, please, please explain. If there is a book series <laughs> in the D and D canon that is the Lord of the Rings, ah, the big okay. name yeah, thing, it's yeah. the Dragonlance okay. Chronicles. It's a trilogy of stories. Was it written, was it written by someone with two middle R initials? No. <laughs> Written, written by Margaret Weiss. We have two and, authors like that. Now Margaret that Weiss kind of and Tracy, Tracy Hickman. Hickman. Yeah. 
Oddly enough, I've read who are both tight-lipped on the matter, which may mean nothing. R.R. Hickman. No, no, no. No, I've read a bunch of their stuff, but never those books. Like as far as D and D books go, I, I've only read the Forgotten Realms stuff. Well, the interesting thing about that whole thing too was that it was part of Second Edition. It, I think is when it I believe up. that's right. Yeah, and it was they were developing the campaign setting and this trilogy of books that kind of built and set up the world for you at the same time. And they were running a playtest of the game, and there are things that happen in the books with the characters in the books that are based off of things that happened in the game. Yeah. Um, Raceland's character, Raceland's voice, his whispering voice was because they, the player who was playing Raceland, the wizard, who's very weak in the story. He's, he's physically frail, mm-hmm. started speaking in a whisper. And there's a point where there's like a little gully dwarf who fails a, a charm person saving throw and falls <laughs> in love with Raceland. That was, that happens in the books because that happened in the game. They thought it was huh. fun. So, they did an animated version of the first, it was a terrible, terrible version um, of the first book in the trilogy years ago. Not good. That was of, what we have as that's, that's, the Dungeons that's what, and Dragons movie. Well, as right far now. as the Dragonlance Chronicles go, we have, a multiple, we have multiple D&D movies, all of which are terrible in their own right. Was there a live right. action one? Yes. Oh, okay. the, there, the, was, the, the, there were multiple. Though I know at least one of them is, I've been told, is entertainingly bad, at least. <laughs> well. I think that's the second one, the maybe. Second. The the second live action one. The first one's actually entertainingly bad too. I mean, if okay. if you want to see a mustache twirling, a scenery chewing, Julian, was it uh, um, Julian Sands? What's playing the villain? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I do like my scenery chewing villains though. <laughs> Googling. That's not the right guy. I googling. No, what's who was it that played? <laughs> <laughs> imdb.com jeremy irons right ah. no maybe who was it damn it that's how bad this oh jeremy irons <laughs> yes jeremy irons just chewing every inch of the scenery as like i'm the bad guy and i'm going to control the dragons and cast spells at you <laughs> <laughs> and one of the wayans brothers one of the younger ones marlin marlin playing <laughs> the character <laughs> I grew Thora, up Thora Birch yeah. right after or right around um, American Beauty. Oh, okay. Remember okay. her in American Beauty, how kind of <laughs> almost devoid of emotion she was because her life was so terrible and her family, her family was so sure. ter- yeah. terrible and she sort of starts to come out of her shell around the weird boyfriend. She's Who so likes to film plastic bags yeah, in the wind. He's, she's so subdued. Yeah. Well, that's she just it's exactly that. It's but the same character. In, in but without D&D the coming world. out of the shell. She's got a princess <laughs> outfit on. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's not very good. And but I will There well, were two there were two straight to video yeah. version or sequels. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I didn't know about the second one. I, rem- I they were remembered about the first sequel. Yeah. They were on sci-fi, I think, originally. Yeah, I just know which Wayans it is cuz I grew up watching in Living, in Living Color. Color. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I know a lot of the Wayans siblings. <laughs> so Maybe we'll see something with that. Who knows? Speaking of um, entertainingly bad, is that what you said? Yes. (laughs) As of last night, there are now 14 brand new episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Netflix for you to watch. I hear tell. Sorry, Jim. You can just stop listening to this segment. (laughs) Come back in five minutes. You know, I I looked up all kinds of stuff on the internet about that and couldn't, couldn't find any actual meat to the rumor that that Joel and Trace Blue hate each other. I don't know anything about so, it. Yeah. I, I, That's I've, not my concern. I just want to watch the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the only thing I've heard about that is I've heard there's like a little bit of tension between the cinematic Titanic and Rift Tracks camps. Well, cinematic Titanic is Joel and Trace and some other people that were on the show, and Rift Tracks are Mike and... The 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 like the replacement the third, Tom Servo or the third Tom Servo and the yeah. second Crow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so anyway, but, and, now, uh, and now we've got the old and now we've got the old Joel series and the old Mike episodes and now the new right Jonah Ray episodes. 
and two different online things that are going on. It's like this giant conglomeration of who's who's doing what with their, this person's with who and this one and that and they're over there and well and, and Rift Tracks is the second incarnation of the, the those three doing that. Yeah, I forget what the first one was called, but it was um they had to they they quit. It was a show. I don't. They know. had a show and there was some kind of distribution legal snag that went on for a year during which they destroyed all their sets and then they got it straightened out and they were like well we can't really go back to the show because we destroyed it so then they started doing riff tracks okay um i actually didn't know about that interesting like the film unless, guys unless I think he's it's just a giant liar and he's making that all look up. up the film guys i think that's what it's called yeah, look up the <laughs> no i'm saying if you want to you know think i'm a liar Why? then go ahead and well, think i'm a liar that, don't i mean it doesn't it. it doesn't surprise me there's all kinds of weird legal issues with those kinds of shows anyway well and that's why um mike nelson ultimately decided to go with riff tracks because there are no legal issues yeah ju- just do the audio and it's like if you want to overlay this with the movie mm-hmm. No um, I, I got nothing for you because the film guys comes up with a bunch of different it, stuff. Yeah. Do billion, the film guys, Mike a Nelson, billion hits. Yeah. Anyway. I, um, you know, I just, Fine. listener, if you want to know badly enough, you've got the Google. There's machine. this Wikipedia thing. Do you do it? Do, do your work for yourself. Do what I did. I'm not your <laughs> Google monkey. Google monkey. <laughs> Actually, I often am, but I'm taking a stand this yeah. time. This one—that is where the line is drawn. You refuse to do it in this one particular situation. <laughs> Use the gavel. <laughs> so be so it. say we all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, yeah, that uh, debuted yesterday as we're recording, Friday, mm-hmm. April fourteenth. Do you know what April fourteenth is? I had no idea. I just learned this this year. The Think about after it. April thirteenth. Four. 14. 414. It's Milwaukee Day. Oh, because it's a. Because area the area code. code of 414. Yeah. Sure. There was a big push uh, post the 1029 The Hog Radiothon where they raise money for the MAC Fund, which is Midwest Athletes uh, Against Childhood Cancer, which would be two A's, but it's one A. Anyway, <laughs> acronym fun. And uh, so they can are continuing their fundraising effort, and they made something out of Milwaukee Day donate on Milwaukee Day. Anyway, and April fourth is that's er- how I found it. Er- <laughs> April fourth is Error Not Found Day. Four oh four. Yeah, yeah. Or Atlanta. April two thousand four. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Just think about this: it's one month after Pi Day. Is Milwaukee Day? <laughs> that's fair. Would that be a sausage pie? It's also it's also or a cheese pie. Well, it's also panic on your taxes day, <laughs> the day before the fifteenth. No, that's actually uh, tax day is the seventeenth. It's this Monday. Year. That's, yeah. that's true because it falls on a. Yeah, if you are listening to this episode, uh, you had a few extra days, late. but you're still late because <laughs> that was yesterday. Okay, what do we got? I have Japan news in honor of the guest here who likes the products that come out of Japan. Yeah. The, the Momocon, the, the anime. The animes. And the, and the video games. Yes. <laughs> so this is fun. All right. So there is a team in the USA and a team in Japan that have built... Oh, yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> giant uh, battle bots that you get in and drive. Mechs. Mechs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they are going to ship them i'm not sure where they're having the battle but they're actually gonna they're gonna fight fight to the death inside these things they're like million dollar robots wow yeah that's the american one that's pretty kick-ass yeah is this gonna be on like pay-per-view or something how am i gonna watch this uh i will watch this i I, want to know where this is I don't think that was in here. We're going to have to make a point of looking at, looking for that and letting people know. I'm sure if you want to watch, you'll be able to find it. Yeah, I just don't want it because we'll talk about it here and then I'll just kind of forget about it. That's so true. I want to I make sure to make a note. Yes, note to self. Giant robot watch fight. Watch giant robot fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. How fun. Yeah, the it's written from the uh, about the American team, but uh, their robot is $800,000 worth of parts off the shelf and custom. Um, is it just like a punch? You know, just, it just, you know, basically they're going to wrestle and punch or does it have like anything that it can projectile at you? It doesn't say. 
I mean, nothing explosive, obviously, but, you know, does it have, like, you know, some big, can it shoot, like, even if it could just, just shoot, like, pool noodles would be well, fine. It's, just it's be, like, got this some armature full of PVC pipes. It's got to shoot something that out of that, That looks right? like a launcher, yeah. Yeah, I sure hope so, that it's got, like... And then like there's a, another cannon over there on the other arm. A bunch of tennis balls or something. You know, something. Even if it's just cosmetic, you're never going to knock the other robot down with that. It just. No, but you can yeah. go, and you know, like it'll look cool. 120 <laughs> tennis balls come flying out, or giant paint balls. And then you, yeah. and then you're in that thing walking around with all these tennis balls all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's happening in August. So. Okay, we got time to figure out where how we can watch it. Got to check that out. Robo Rumble. <laughs> Robo Rumble. Mm-hmm. If the guy who introduces and, and, and kicks it all off doesn't say, let's get ready to Robo Rumble, I will be very uh, disappointed. The problem is, unless it is specifically Michael Buffer, I think they would get sued by Michael Buffer. <laughs> no, because it's a different phrase. All you have to do is vary like 20% and it's not plagiarism anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Facts, some facts about the robot. 3,000 wires, 300 hydraulic hoses, 26 there, there you go. of the fastest hydraulic valves in the world, and a 430-horsepower gas engine that wants to be in a car and not a robot. <laughs> and they had to build it so that it could be dis- disassembled and put into a container to get shipped over. Oh, sure. I guess they're going to Japan. I don't know where they're What would be really cool is if it was like transformer style and it would transform down into like a, a cube of a, a specific dimension. <laughs> like always like a boom, 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 and or just pack an, it into an airplane and it could fly itself. Like it could just slide. You could just slide it into one right. of those pods containers. <laughs> I don't think they ship those internationally. <laughs> or something like that. You know, a where pod container ends up inside a container. It, a would, shipped container. it would cubify down sure. into some sort of just solid <laughs> shape that would fit in a shipping. Anyway. Uh, speaking. Uh, wait, I oh, got more sorry. Japanese news. Oh, Real quick. Ruining my segue. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You can have a segue. This isn't that. Speaking of things that cost way too much money. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> that's my segue. Well, I just came up with it when you. $800,000 robot. All right. Well, well, we're all in now, so go ahead. <laughs> this is going to be really disappointing. Um, Translation not While really cleaning out her money. son's room, a mom in Japan came across. Uh, it's Japan! News. Yeah, that's true. This is fine. Go, and it go came for across it. some old cards. Her son had moved away, and she thought she was old cards. She thought she was getting rid of clutter, so she put the cards up for auction online Uh-oh. on the eBay or something akin to that. Um, actually, Yahoo auctions Japan, and the mother listed them as various old cards. Oh boy! In quotes, stating that they were old, had some scratches, creases, and some were even stinky. Stinky old cards. She remarked in the... Stinky and wrinkly. She remarked, but objectively, I think they're beautiful. Um, Adding that she didn't know much about them, so couldn't really answer any detailed question. Um, So she uh, put them up there starting at uh, 1,000 yen, which is $9 United States. Okay. Um, People looking at the auction site recognized what they were, and the bidding started picking up when they realized it was a gigantic pile of unlimited edition antiquities and Arabian Nights Magic the Gathering cards from... Unlimited edition? Yes, the unlimited edition, which was the last edition to have the really incredibly rare, like, multi-thousand dollar cards in them. The, the, The cards that go for ridiculous amounts of money. Okay. But unlimited. There was alpha, beta, which were little... Print run, real very small print runs uh-huh. that they just used to kind of test the market and everything, and then they did something that they were going to call unlimited, and they called it that. But, but then, then they, they realized that, not these, that much. they realized the, 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 there was these cards that were just broken, and so they got rid of them, and then they put out the revised edition, and that was the first really long running oh. edition of the game. And then that kind of started the system of like periodic expansions, right? Or, and, and every like so often, new corset, the corset rotates every so often. They take they take a few cards out, they put a few cards in. So they're named unlimited, but, but they're, not they're actually really, really rare. They're actually very rare, and in and in okay. good condition, um, is you know ridiculously expensive. Um, unlimited edition price guide. Ancestral recall, which is a blue card. Mid range cost nineteen hundred dollars for a single poker sized card. Nineteen hundred dollars, not yen. One thousand dollars, nine hundred dollars. <laughs> um. Let's look, let's find one of the moxes. There's five of them, one for each color in the game. Um, they range uh, 
anywhere between 1,000 and 1,800. And the Black Lotus, which is the super-duper really overpowered card. They should have never had this in the game in the first place. <laughs> Mid-range ranks about $6,400. Jeez. She auctioned them starting at $9. $9. And how many people found this and realized what they were and started a bidding war? Or they went for a ridiculously low amount of money? Those are the two things that would have happened. Here. The auction had reached about uh, 601,000 yen, $5,500 American on April 11th when the mom posted an update. I apologize to those who placed bids, but I put these up without knowing how they had this much value and down came the auction. Wow. And uh, now her son is getting his cards back. Wow. Now, personally, I think she should have sold them because if uh, the, the son has these them? cards sitting getting stinky, stinky and mom's and attic yeah he doesn't deserve, <laughs> he doesn't them. deserve them sorry no. No. i mean se- seems like he had forgotten about, about. Yep. that's uh that's my japan news mom Mike, should have taken doing? that 5500 bucks and gone and bought herself a nice whatever oh 5500 that would have jacked up to 10,000 by the if end she had, sniping at the oh, end how if much the auction uh, had run all the way through i'm sure that how, thing would that would have gone a bit do we know higher. how much more time there was left don't know doesn't she matter. Stopped, she stopped it early. It, on, it's, it honestly doesn't matter because a lot of the activity is like what he said. It's sniping pe- in the home stretch. There'll be, there'll be people sniping in the last 10 minutes and they'll jack it up by hundreds at a time. Yep. Well, speaking of uh, Japan and increasing prices on things that are rare. Hey, how about that for a segment? <laughs> Look at that. Back and forth here we got. Yeah. Apparently there's um, Hokkaido Island. Hokkaido? What? Hokkaido. Oh. Do, I, do you say the H or not? Is it Hokkaido or Okaido? You're American. You can say it however you yeah, want. That's true. I was about to say, my roommate's the one who's actually learning Japanese. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you know what they grow on Hokkaido Island? A lot of Hokkaidos. Little no, ba- but little baby Hokkaidos. It kind of sounds like that. I don't know. What do they grow? Potatoes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. What's special um, about these potatoes? Um, what makes them newsworthy, Mike? The fact that Hokkaido was hit by a record number of typhoons last year, and now there aren't any potatoes. Oh. And thus no potato chips. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Japanese snack company Calbi has halted the sale of most of its popular chip brands. <laughs> if you can find them, they're going for uh, one. One. Uh, oh, okay. Here it says the pizza flavored chips are going for twelve dollars a bag. Jeez, oh, this is you know a small bag of like a vending machine bag yeah. of potato chips. Right, and this is local, so like if I wanted to order it, oh, there's no way you're getting one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to pay the shipping. One hundred and twenty dollars anyway. a bag. Yes, and that's just the shipping. Like yeah. I said. <laughs> Yes, the shortage uh, is uh, spreading to fast food chains and restaurants. Oh, no. No French fries. Oh, no. Yes, it's being referred to as the uh, potato crisis. (laughs) Is life... They can't can't call it the potato famine because Ireland has pretty much gotten dibs on that one. Right. 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 Potato crisis. I'll Google that. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't when Dan Quayle couldn't spell potato, right? This is a different kind of crisis. Yeah, it's... Ends in an O, not in an E. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Unless it's hey, you know what plural, people are making. It does have people e. are making mixing jokes. I can make coil jokes. Um, yeah, potato crisis gets you the great famine in Ireland right at the top of the list. <laughs> oh, there's the the great Japan potato chip crisis. <laughs> oh, it's the great Japan potato chip crisis. No, that's awesome. what that's what Bloomberg is telling me. Oh, 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 okay. It doesn't have its own Wikipedia page yet. No, no. Give it time. I got to make a Wikipedia page for my game company, but that takes work and it's not going to net me anything. I got to set up other stuff. That's going to actually make me money first (laughs) priorities. Oh, and they've got a photo of like a a shopper with their little, their little, their little uh, basket basket looking there. And it's just empty shelves. Oh, looking at there. Oh, my picture has full shelves. Oh, this is that must well, have been a file photo. The for, well, what we may have to, yeah, we may have to uh, put this up on the website as the before and after there photos. <laughs> Pan, what they call panic buying. People found out they were going to be running out. And everybody, like here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're going to have bad weather, when there's th- a threat of snow, and everybody goes and 
buys all their bread and milk whenever <laughs> there's a threat of mild flurries so that so that everybody can go home while, while they're while they're snowed in as michael likes to say on the show and make their milk sandwiches <laughs> that's right wash it down with bottled water because of course the ice storm is somehow going to stop your water service yeah might stop your electricity water's probably going to be okay probably those pipes are buried underground people where it's still 60 degrees <laughs> tech news wait i have i have a name for this hang on a second these are categorized that was birthday news human driven life size robot battle bot news and now we go on to and food news and now we have fake tech news would you like to know what's happening in fake tech news <laughs> sure sure not yes the new york times says that that fingerprint sensor on your phone is not as safe as you think <laughs> whatever everything in the world is not as safe as i think researchers at a couple of universities suggest that smartphones can be easily fooled by fake fingerprints digitally composed of many common features found in human prints. In computer simulations, <laughs> the researchers from the universities were able to develop a set of artificial prints that could match real prints similar to those used similar to those used by phones as much as 65% of the time. Holy stretch, Batman. <laughs> This whole article is written I am more to justify a sensationalist headline. I am more worried about getting murdered mm -hmm. and somebody takes my phone and presses my dead finger to the thing and then goes in there and changes the password or the pin or whatever. Because that's more likely to happen than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and let me qualify that. That is more likely to happen between this room and my car today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Than, than what you just described. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quote, to really know what the impact would be on a cell phone, you'd have to try it on the cell phone. <sighs> Not the computer simulation. Way to go. Everybody panic. That's panic. Right. I would rather panic over the uh, lack of potato chips than... Uh, that seems like a serious much more problem. Serious problem. De definitely hurts my lifestyle. <laughs> Did you bring any uh, news there? Yes, Crash? but both Japanese and tech news Ooh. in a sense. Uh, Nintendo's new Switch system is actually doing well. In fact, they had to ramp up production beyond what they had initially planned. And they announced, you know, basically when kind of their big franchise titles are coming out, you know, the, the new Zelda game came out with the system. Uh, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the Mario Kart that was on the Wii U, but like with everything plus some bonuses, is coming out at the end of April. Uh, they're getting their own a Switch version of Minecraft because every console has Minecraft now. And uh, on July 21st, uh, Splatoon uh, 2, the sequel to Splatoon, comes out for the Switch, which is a, uh, a fun little shooter on Wii U that unfortunately got overshadowed by how badly the system was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, new Amiibo and, you know, the, the little collectible figure things. And, you know, this was just, I mentioned it as a rumor last time I was here. Nintendo finally confirmed, yeah, we're not producing any more of that NES Mini. Right. Yeah, giant middle finger to people like me who would gladly yeah. buy that but have no interest in buying, like, a modern-day video right. game system. Yeah, they they all they also killed the, uh, the Famicom Mini, which is basically, you know, the Japanese version of the NES. Yeah. And uh, everyone's speculating it's because they're about to put out, like, the virtual console, which is where they put all the retro games for the switch yeah okay well i'm not buying that i would have bought the <laughs> so you just you just you just dumped on uh, a market yeah. sector that you could have yep latched onto people who don't necessarily want to go and buy a lot of modern day video games don't have the time to put into the you know how, how long it takes to play some of those games things like that yep. but who would happily enjoy the nostalgia replay the games of their youth of playing castle falkenstein or Contra, if they ever managed to put that on there, sometimes Super Mario Brothers, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo, drop the ball. We could be making well, so much more money. Nintendo dropping the ball since 1983. <laughs>
and uh, also uh, Sega stealth release. <laughs> stealth released Bayonetta on PC with for, like a port with 4K support. Um, Bayonetta is just this really fun action game made, uh, developed by Platinum Games, who I know I've talked about before. Sure. Um, but they haven't really worked much on PC, and just this port no announcement just dropped this past week and apparently it's been lighting up steam's sales charts so maybe it's maybe it's finally found its audience getting on pc maybe they want to put out a sega classic <laughs> play the old sega games from i don't know when when did sega get rolling when did they first kind of hit the u.s Mid-80s? market yeah, I mean, they were actually, I was trying to remember where, when they came out in relation to the NES. Well, the NES in the United States was 1983. And so the Famicom, and whatever they called it in Japan, that was maybe a, a year or two before that. that, that yeah, that would have been started prior. So, then, so yeah. Made the, yeah. Okay, Sega. And then Wicca, Sega, you had, I Wikipedia. think, the Mega Drive, uh, I think is what it was in Japan. Then you had the Genesis in America. Home console market entry in 1982. Okay. They, so. did, they did arcade games for five years and then kind of, okay, boom, home, you know, with the 2600 and the NES being out there. You know, I'm sure there were rumblings in the amongst the various companies. That's when Sega ramped it up and got going on it. Although it began in um, old giant like cast iron slot machines got 19 sega three sega diamond three star one armed bandits old school big metal things huh back in the 40s really so, that's where it started wow honestly a lot of the japanese video game companies are in the gambling industry in some form like that's where they started cool <laughs> that's always fun to learn it's Con- like, oh and they got a picture here and it's like you know it's yeah. the it's the big tabletop kind like that what it's it's you know the base of the thing is maybe 12 by 12 14 by 14 and then it's about two feet tall big lever and it's just it you know it looks like it's made of cast iron <laughs> it's it you know really really heavy looking well if it's full of coins you don't yeah. want somebody picking exactly. up, picking it up and walking off with it's it a bulky thing <laughs> yeah cool uh, kind of related to sega it was just a kind of a fun little story i heard on a video game related podcast coming up um peter moore who's like video game executive who's been around a while was uh the sega of america like chief operating officer around the time the dreamcast which was sega's last console came out Mm -hmm. and he had run this you know focus group with a bunch of american high school students like getting information about how america felt about sega's hardware and it was not good. I think he, he had them compare him to like family members. And the Dreamcast was like the grandpa who thinks he's still cool, but really isn't. <laughs> wow. And he took this information back to the powers that be in Japan and they didn't believe him. They thought he had fabricated all this. And of course, like months later, the Dreamcast died and Sega pulled out of the console market. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, see, something. If you're gonna try, if you're gonna get market research, you kind of got to pay attention to yeah. it, right? Yeah, don't just think your American counterparts are just making stuff oh, up. Like, no, they want it to succeed as much as you do. You're a liar. That's why when people come up to me and say, you know that that Nerdburger podcast, that sure is a piece of crap. I don't believe them. Of course not. I know we're much better than that. We are crap-ish, but not a piece of crap. <laughs> crap adjacent <laughs> we're in the room with crap but we're not actually the crap <laughs> so we end up stinking like it <laughs> smell like crap kind of we have to constantly wash our clothes so that we don't bottoms, bottoms of our shoes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't seem to get the smell out of my nose though we're, we're, we're undigested sludge in the stomach before it becomes crap <laughs> proto crap yes yeah we're somewhere between food and crap. Mike, can you open the linky I sent no. you? Speaking of things, uh, we're going to get to Momocon in a minute here. Sure things thing. that you think something that you might buy at Momocon. Josh, what are those? Those look like Funko Pop figures of famous horror characters. <laughs> it's an advertisement that popped up over them. There we go. Um, I would just like to point out 
and you can scroll down and there's better shots of all Ooh. the different ones. Um, those, I'm not one for those, these types of collectibles normally, but those are so adorable and they're horror movie related that I might have to pick some. Up. I actually own the Ash and the Jason Voorhees. There you go. <laughs> now I want to point some things out here. Ash looks cool. He's got the scar. He's got the the chainsaw i i do think and chucky he kind of you know chucky looks yeah. like a t- chucky's a toy so it G- kind of fits he actually works in that form a lot better than some characters <laughs> um and freddy krueger's got the the you know burnt face and everything ghost the ghost face from scream looks you know works fine scroll down mike um, hannibal <laughs> hannibal lecter's fun he, he he's bound up on the dolly <laughs> with the mask on uh-huh. his face so he's taller than any of the other ones um jason has a droopy eye Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Leatherface <laughs> looks downright sad. He looks so, mm-hmm. so up. Oh, I have to wear this skin of this other person on my face. This sucks so much. And he, and, you know, when it comes down to the, the movies, he's kind of a sad character. He's yeah. like, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's sad, but just, he looks, doesn't he look, he just looks like he's going to cry any minute. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like he's going to kill you. If not for the chainsaw, you almost want to give him a hug, but probably <laughs> should resist that urge, yeah. just saying. And Michael Myers looks like Michael Myers. Looks like he's wearing a mask. Pennywise the Clown looks creepy as hell. Scroll past it, scroll past <laughs> it. That is adorable. I love Pinhead. the pinhead. I want to snuggle up with him at night. I want to take him to bed like, like my security pinhead. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Yeah, that's a good one. Pinhead is a demon who tortures people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so cute. He's got all of his little bloodied instruments hanging off his belt. Mm-hmm. And a little a little puzzle box in his hand that looks nothing like the actual Lament configuration puzzle box from the movies because that's a whole different license. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the actual patterns on that thing. Yeah, they 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 locked that in too sweet when that movie came out. Well, good for them. You can you can show you can license Cenobites, but if you want the puzzle box too, that's a whole other license. Neat. He's got little pins in his head. How much are these? Twelve bucks. Uh, usually Give or take. Usually about ten bucks a piece, but like ones Ooh. ones that have been out longer, and because they do cycle them in and out of print, so if one's not available, like yeah. a lot of times you'll look at fifteen to twenty if it's one that's not actively in print. Pennywise is thirty four. Well, on this this site. Well, it's, it's pulling from Amazon. Sure. So so a lot of these, I think, are, are, have recently gone out of yeah, production. And, and if you go to a convention, you might see a, you know the price yeah. that they're going to try oh, to, oh, like, to get like, you for. When you go to most conventions of any kind, it doesn't even matter what the target for the convention is. You'll just see some dealers will have walls of Funko Pop figures. We have such sights to show you, Kirsty. <laughs> and look how cute I am. Yeah, these are all between nine yeah. and fifteen dollars on Amazon, yeah. except for the the Pennywise is thirty four. Also, fun fact: there is actually a, a Hellraiser comic, and at one point in that comic, Kirsty takes Pinhead's place. Oh no! No, Kirsty doesn't get corrupted. Kirsty's the the final girl she survives i i i will say it's there's a reason for it and it doesn't last okay that's that's better but then again you know anything after the first two movies is kind of extraneous anyway because the hellraiser 3 and hellraiser 4 pin, yeah pinhead in space see <laughs> that's not really what it was called but some people call it see that, that one I that's just what it's fa- about it, yes. it, it jumps into the Actually, future. Yeah, that one I found hilarious. Three, I was just like, by the time the guy with the the what was it, the CDs in his head came out, I'm like, no, the third one, yeah, you no, should. that's ridiculous. No, I'm done. <laughs> The only thing that I liked from the later ones was they actually give you like the backstory of La Marchand, the the the, yeah. uh, the the puzzle box maker, the guy who invents the first puzzle box. There's this whole flashback you know series of scenes that show him making the puzzle box for the first time and he's making it for like a marquis de sade type character yeah. who's into all this pleasure and pain stuff and that that all slowly ties into the story of the cenobites momocon how about momocon yes. um what does momo stand for again peach yeah japanese for oh peach. yeah 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 because yeah. it's atlanta of course yeah. well i mean started out as kind of 
heavily focused on like anime and Japanese stuff and they've kind of branched out kind of into more general like animation, video games, that sort of thing. Um kind of got got a pretty good slate of guests this year. I know um the the big one that like has one of those last minute announcements I mentioned in our email conversation. They have four of the main major voices from uh the Blizzard game Overwatch, uh, Diva, Soldier 76, McCree, and Lucio. Um, you know, Overwatch is a series, it's like a multiplayer shooter, and like there are these hero characters you choose to play as, and those are four of the heroes. Um, and then uh, Soldier 76 VA, uh, Fred Tadeskior, hopefully I'm not butchering that too bad, also like a big voice actor in general and like i know he's hulk and a few other characters in a lot of the recent like marvel animated and video game stuff and uh he's also bane over in a lot of the the dc like video game and animated so stuff plenty, as plenty well of as... cache lots lots for the geeks to enjoy yeah yeah and, and like he voices like just a lot of like gruff like tough guy characters you've heard he's very good at that kind of voice without killing his voice in the process yeah, basically that yeah. Dark, <laughs> you know that <laughs> yeah and then uh, uh mccree is voiced by matthew mercer who's also a big uh, anime voice actor uh and is also the dm for the critical role oh, podcast yeah, i was gonna say i know that name and, and and he's also i think two of his compatriots from critical role are coming with him so there's going to be some critical role related events as well in addition to all his anime and video game related duties <laughs> dork 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 yeah, I think my favorite story regarding him was, um, I think this came out at some convention. He's a big player of Overwatch. He's a player. Yeah, and in Overwatch, uh, all the characters have their ultimate attack that you build up sure. over the course of the fight, and they all have like signature lines that are said when they come out, and McCree's is, it's high noon, <laughs> uh, because, you know, Western-themed character, sure. and apparently when he's, he'll be in chat playing the game as someone else entirely, but he'll just whip out, it's high noon, in, in, that the, voice. Ch- in the chat, and everyone panics. Just, they just lose their crap. Because <laughs> it, it, it's one of those attacks that, like, if you get hit by it, you're just straight up dead. Like, there's no surviving it. <laughs> That's got to be fun. Be a voice actor and just get on playing video games with people and then just bust out one bust of the, out voices the voices from the game yeah, that you yeah. did the voices for. Start talking to people in that voice, calling you, calling them by their names, you know, by their their usernames <laughs> their, their handles <laughs> i would do that all the time if i was a voice actor I, 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 games. from what i've heard i that, can picture him doing that, that. would never get old because <laughs> you'd be giving people a story like i was just playing overwatch with this guy and suddenly he sounded holy a crap. lot like <laughs> i'm kind of one of the uh the- and it was yeah <laughs> I, I, I'm sure no one in the immediate room other than me watches Steven Universe, but they I don't even know, know what, what that, that is. is. <laughs> Popular animated show on Co- Cartoon Network. Uh, basically, most of the the core like group of heroes of the show called the Crystal Gems is going to be at MomoCon. I think the only exception is the um, I think her name the, the the woman who voices Garnet is also like a singer over in the UK. So. You know, too rich for most conventions, fan conventions, blood. Sure. Um, but but has all uh, all the main group except Garnet, and um, as well as uh, Connie, who's kind of the best friend of the the titular character Stephen. Anybody? Okay, outside of voice actory type stuff, do we do we know? Somebody that I might actually know a little bit better. Um, one more voice actor, shows though. Shows or movies or something. One more voice actor, just because you might be familiar okay. with this one. Rob Paulson, um, Yakko Warner from Animaniacs, oh, yeah. uh, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, right. um, Raphael in the 80s Turtle series, and Donatello in the current one. Point. <laughs> but ba- basically the voice of uh most people's childhoods sure. in some sense um he- he's gonna be there hello uh, nurse he loves busting that out <laughs> sure i again i would do that all the time <laughs> no he-, he he is fun um it's as for other stuff that um i know like various animators from uh not voice cast but like animators involved with archer are gonna be there okay 
Um, also, Archer Noir coming soon. I, I'd imagine. Um, also, the anime pimping that. Yeah, Archer Dreamland. Well, yeah, but oh, that's right. the noir it. thing. It, it is yeah, noir though. Forties <laughs> noir style. Yeah. Um, also, a few other animators from a a web series uh, called Ruby R W B Y. Oh, okay. Um, gonna have a few of them there. Uh, trying to think. Um, Babstar and Brendan Fletcher from the comic industry, who the two of them are kind of most well known for for working together on uh, the the most one of the recent reboots of Batgirl, uh, starting with the the collections uh, Batgirl of Burnside. One of the recent reboots. One of them. Well, well you <laughs> recent. Yeah, yeah that, that's what that's what Plural. kills me. One you, of them. Mm-hmm. Well, you had the new Fifty Two reboot, I know, I know, and I know. now DC Rebirth, and it's I've lost track. I, I don't yeah. follow closely <laughs> enough to be up on them all anymore. <laughs> they must have uh, an audience. They're they're selling the they're selling the books. Well, it, it, it's I think I saw somewhere where it's talking about the you know those kinds of events that go with those reboots are good for a spike in sales, but yep. then they just immediately drop after, and yep. it's all they know is to do is another event, another reboot. <laughs> well, there's you know how many different models are there? Have an ongoing comic, or have an event series, or uh. Yeah. Bleh. And comics are well known for rebooting, reskinning, you know, making Spider-Man a not a white dude, you know, making this character re re you know re, well, well, re, that, reimagining that is, the character's backstory. And well, some no, way, in that that case, changing the, it up. The original Spider-Man still running around. You just have the news. Well, new he was the Spider-Man in the one of the other universes. But I understand. They and you've, combined right, and you've us got too. other yeah. universes, and you've got where they. You know, they they create something specifically for a specific crossover series that they're going to yeah. do. Interesting, you know, in some different way, or they do an alternate timeline. Just, there's a billion yeah. ways they do it. They they milk the the properties in a lot of different ways because yeah. people are interested. They'll, they'll happily read, you know, seven different versions of Spider Man. Just the f- or or like the new reboot to find out what's changed and then right. immediately lose interest. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people who do dig it will continue yeah. on, but that big spike kind of goes. Because yeah. they'll, you know, you only have so many dollars to spend. Yeah, pretty Some much. Some people decide that's not theirs. They're not up for that one, but they might latch onto a different one and read that long term. Not a comic guy. You're not? Not specifically a comic book. I've read some here and there. We've talked a little bit about it on the yeah. show. But, you know, for some of that really weird trope kind of stuff that you see in comic yeah. books, I actually found somebody else to write some of that stuff for my game. Cause <laughs> like, I'll just focus yeah. on writing the mechanics and yeah. describing Atlantic city. And if somebody wants to write about alternate earths, eh, that's James's problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a draft from him. So I've got to read that this weekend and try to make sense of it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I, I understand kind of basically what he's going for. Gotcha. We, we talked about the outline beforehand, but you know, He's the, he's the one who kind of knows the ins and outs of that kind of stuff. So. It's quicker to let somebody who knows how to do that do that than have than me to research. You, you try to figure out how to do it. Yeah, you you just need to know it well enough to do, does this fit with my mechanics? Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, does it does it fit the world? And I think yeah. by what we talked about in the outline, it should fit the world fine. We we pick things that will mesh well into the the game as written. So you know. What else have we got here? Any other nope. Momocon stuff? Um, got a few other like big anime voice actors. Uh, J. Michael Tatum, who he's in a lot of stuff, but probably recently most uh, well known for he he's the character Scar and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, he was Scar in Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that 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 was J. J. Well, J. J. Cummings last year did the singing voice for Scar. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say he was not the speaking voice. <laughs> and um uh Jerry Jewell and Josh Grell, also anime VAs who are both involved with Yuri on Ice, which is a very popular anime series right now. It's uh, about a relationship between two figure skaters. Really? Yeah. Romantic relationship between two male figure skaters. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> And it has Yuri in the name, which if you know any Japanese words is kind of hilarious as Yuri is tip is also a word for girl on girl. 
tongue in cheek. No one knows if that's deliberate, and no one involved with the show will say. <laughs> that means it is. Probably. When they keep their mouth shut on it, that's where that they want you to keep talking about it. Probably. But but the main character is also actually named Yuri, which is a an actual Japanese name. So sure. <laughs> it just kind of seems a little odd in context. Okay, so all you local geeks, or not so local, if you you've got a from the time you listen to this, you've got you know what five weeks or so to yeah get your act together, get yourself a hotel room way on the outskirts of the city, and then Uber in every day because yeah. you ain't getting a hotel room right down by the con. Uh, there are enough hotels down there that maybe you'll be able to find something. If you're, I, if you're really lucky. Is I it? know. I know. Like all the kind of rooms with more than one bed, like it's down to the king bedrooms. Like sure. no, no, none of the you know doubles or twins or whatever. Where is um, it at? Um, it's at the Georgia World Congress Center, has been That's for right. a few years now. Um, I think they fill pretty much all of Hall A now. As you know, it's kind of split into the three halls, A, mm-hmm. B, and C. Um, we've been using Hall A, and I think by this year, even last year, we filled up the vast majority of it. Yeah, I won't be going this year. I will not be running demos. Is that the as it turns end, of, out. end of May? Uh, it's uh, Memorial Day weekend. It starts on the, the Thursday before Memorial Day. I had both of my uh, contacts over there check in with me to see if I was going to be bringing game stuff again, and I told them no, unfortunately. Hmm. I have to give some thought to whether I am going to bring game stuff over there at all in yeah. the future. Because... You didn't get a lot of... I did a, uh, I did a comparison of every person who played a demo at any convention for Murders and Acquisitions over all that two years or whatever that I was taking the game around... Compared those names to the names of the backers. Yeah. And there wasn't a single person from Momocon other than the two organizers. Um, or like people that and, I and people me who works in guest people relations who attend, over there. Who, you know, like friends of mine that yeah. attend that just happen to attend happen Momocon to go there yeah. or, or volunteer there. Yeah, nobody. So I was just like, I'm just you know, it's an anime convention. The people that sat down to play an hour long game, it's like, oh, they sat down, they played a game for an hour, they were had a diversion, they enjoyed themselves, and they went on, and that was it. Wasn't that was the, it. it wasn't the best fit, and now, it happens. Now it's it's possible. I will admit, it's possible that some of those people told a friend about the thing, and then I got a backer that way. But I have no way to track that. I just like I felt like I yeah. I spent a lot of time at the convention showing the game to people who don't play role playing games mostly or or not yeah or, I, or not very much yeah as i was just, about to say i'd rather go to more gaming oriented conventions yeah. if i'm going to put the time and the money and the effort into it i'm going to go to mace in charlotte in in november yeah. and i'm going to go out to philly for packs unplugged and yeah i know the that, guys some of that who, stuff i know the guys who run Endocon. Yeah. <laughs> i know the guys who run our tabletop stuff are very passionate about it but they're good it, guys they Oh, they the, are the, absolutely. The, the, the staff there treated me very well. I have no complaints about how everything was set up and run and organized and everything. But it just it and, didn't it didn't turn into anything. Yeah, they, it was just it was a lot of sitting around for like really very little to return, if any. Yeah, unfortunately, it is what it is. I'll, I'm going to try. I, I'm just you know I'm trying other. Yeah. routes this time i'm going to go to you're just i'm going to spend the money and i'm going to travel a little bit and go to other cons but not not, not just depend so much on atlanta and like go to cons that are targeted to specifically what you're putting out yep and i discovered that you know there's a convention called mace in charlotte in november um and that's a four-hour drive up 85 yeah that's That's a very quick i can that's that's no problem i can do that I don't have to drive, you know, it's not like driving to Gen Con or Dayton. Yeah. Flying up to Milwaukee for a con or something like that. (laughs) Which I did in conjunction, admittedly. I did that in conjunction with visiting family. But that convention didn't really turn into much of anything either, from what I could tell. The people, believe it or not, the the, the con that I actually got people playing demos that that actually backed the thing was at MGA, at the little Macon um, mid-Georgia comic convention, the little one. They had a game hall, and I had a few people who played demos there who bought, who, who backed the game. It's the, and those are it. Yeah. Everybody else on my giant list of playtesters and demoers were friends. <laughs> I think, I think my, my strength is in the fact that I know a lot of people in the industry, and they yeah. threw stuff on Facebook and Twitter, and I got a lot of people who were like fans of 
Jason and Rob and sure. some of those folks who have like, you know, 5,000 Twitter yeah. followers and stuff. Nothing wrong with working those connections. Yeah. Well, you kick anything back to those guys. <laughs> they all got to pay for a book. Ha ha ha. Saka. Does that about do it? Yeah. Well, we have a couple of minutes. Uh-oh. And we have, we're getting behind on, on uh, Kevin questions. Oh, yeah, we have Kevin question? Yeah. So I'm gonna, Okay. We have two. I'm going to read one, the one from la- a couple of weeks ago. Or sure. A week of, sorry, we'll fall behind. That's fine. A couple of weeks ago. Um, a question from listener Kevin. Yes. This is, uh, this is num- num- numbered question Kevin, mm-hmm. who is, is, is sending us questions. He numbers them so we don't lose track. Sure. Apparently. Uh, this is nine question. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure I didn't skip eight question. <laughs> Double check. Cliffhangers. Yeah, we did that one. Okay. Uh, nine question. I travel quite a bit for work and thus find myself in hotel rooms regularly. I end up randomly flipping through channels trying to find something to watch. Which channel fallen the Which channel has fallen the farthest from its name? History Channel shows no history. All they have is. Fat guy and tall guy dig through your grandpa's garbage. And (laughs) old guy, bald guy, and two fat guys run a pawn shop. (laughs) The Learning Channel only lets you learn about little people. That's true. That's fair. Eight shows now. And MTV has no music. Uh, So the the question is, uh, which channel has fallen the furthest from its name? But but then he he has a sub-question. Also, can we... and this this is just a yes or no. Also, can we agree that it should be legal to burn down any hotel that gives you Showtime instead of HBO? Thanks, Kevin. Yes, I agree too. Yes, if you're gonna if a hotel out there, if you're gonna spring for a premium channel, uh, premium uh, cable channel, yeah, give them the HBO. Clear winner is HBO. <laughs> well, I was about to say for me to the first question, absolutely. MTV has because <laughs> they keep making spinoff channels that start out music and then those devolve as well. How and, and now they have what? How many of them that are? I've, music, television, something, and don't have music? I, I've lost track at this point. Well, it, in fairness, music television, the, the what, company, the, 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 chase, the, the channel that yeah. was called music television, rebranded themselves into specifically MTV many years ago. Yeah. They have not, you know, they, they, they know that they have evolved to a different thing yeah. where they don't do videos because online Fair. is where the videos go. Um, well, well, yeah, like the the music video game has mostly moved on to like YouTube and the like, right? Um, so I mean, they I mean, the same goes for you know VH1, which was Video Hits One. Yeah, remember VH1's one and only really worthwhile contribution to uh, the cable television realm? No, pop up video. Oh yeah, that was hot for about three years, <laughs> and then. Maybe not they, even that long. They started doing, they went to, you know, they, 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 it was just kind of videos, videos. And now it's like what? It's like, you know, reality shows. Half of the show is, or half, half of their programming is like RuPaul's drag show. Uh-huh. It's all reality stuff. Yeah. Which so. admittedly is entertaining. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it has people in cool costumes, just <laughs> like, you know, the videos. <laughs> um, which one has fallen the furthest? Uh, I don't know. That's tough. I kind of think of the, the, History Channel and the Learning Channel and Discovery, because aren't they all owned by the same company, mm-hmm. as kind of the same channel. So okay. in that sense, like if you think about it, just overall, those types of channels taken together have fallen very, very far cumulatively. Yeah, there was a time when History Channel was literally nothing but like history. It was lessons. the it was the Hitler Channel. Well, it was specifically yeah. well, it was, World War Two yeah. history. It was heavy on that because they had a lot of documentaries to work yeah, from. That's true. Yeah. Um, but there was also they also did you know they did other stuff, but it was yeah. Well, um, and they had their fun shows like a uh, mail call with Arlie Ermy answering mm. like military history. Oh questions. wow! Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go MTV. I think that's that, I, yeah. You can just go with that one. Because if, if I have because to pick one channel, it's then it's definitely the, MTV. Because if, if History Channel still shows like a history show every now and then, it's doing. It hasn't than fallen MTV. as far as MTV. Yeah. And as Josh points out, there is a there is also an umbrella universe of MTV channels, not yeah. counting VH1. And it's just just these series of spinoffs that'll be like, this is the new music television channel. And then it degrades almost immediately. Videos, you want to watch MTV2. Oh, sorry. MTV2 is now full of reality programming. If you want to watch videos, you need to watch MTV Classic. And even then, we're only going to show you old videos. Yeah. We're not going to show you the new videos that you can watch on YouTube. (laughs) Because we don't want to. Because we don't care. Well, because they... 
anybody who wants to watch those videos can watch exactly what they want to watch right now. Whenever with, they want to watch it, they don't have to crystal clear leave definition. The TV on and wait. Oh, it's my favorite band. Yay. If you want to watch Quick, hit record, hit record on the VCR. If you want to watch Right. You know, if you want to watch Poison's <laughs> Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> Never have, you're gonna, never will. You're gonna get, the, you're <laughs> gonna get the video quality that you get right. on YouTube if it's even on YouTube. Yeah. So you watch MTV Classic. If you want to watch, you know, a, a you know contemporary recent last few years Beyonce video, you can go and find it on YouTube. Beautiful picture, looks great. You can full screen it up, watch it just like you're watching surround TV. sound. You don't that. need to wait for somebody to get around to programming yeah. it. On a TV show. I will say I am personally very disappointed in Boomerang, which is Cartoon <laughs> Network's secondary channel. That's the one that it started out. It was all the retro stuff, like the the 60s through 80s, like Hanna-Barbera Hanna and like all the, the, the retro cartoons. But like now they're showing stuff that was... That Cartoon Network showed five years ago, <laughs> like like the the not current DC well, that's retro. shows and all, all that right, stuff. all right, all right. That's that's it. MTV, but Th- but MTV's you, the winner. <laughs> all right, yeah. MTV and HBO. <laughs> to answer your questions, thank you, Kevin, Josh, and thank you, Josh. <laughs> thank you for yes, showing up. Today. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us with your questions for any reason at all. Nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about stuff that I'm designing. And you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy murders and acquisitions. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig announced that a gigantic tornado has wiped out most of our Nerdburger episode stock. What? There will be very few episodes coming up until we can replenish our supply, so go panic harvest your Nerdburger episodes now! Go, quick, download them. They're limited. I knew we shouldn't have put them in that shed, in that trailer park. What were we thinking? We weren't thinking, Mike. That's the problem. Well, that's the um, normal state of us. That's fair. Right? Sure. I don't know. Let me think about it. Uh, I'm just going to let him go and see how long he can do that for. Hopefully he hasn't mastered Kenny G's circular breathing skill. I, I have not. <laughs> <sighs> All right, bye.